preach the gospel, lay hands on the sick, cast out demons, simply live the supernatural life. That's what every Christian is supposed to do. Learn how through our program with Teresa Lust Ministries. My beautiful friends, you are tuned in with Teresa Lusk Ministries. I am your host, Teresa Lusk. So glad you are listening to our Freedom Series. You know, I've been taking you through many different segments on deliverance and freedom, meaning being set free from demonization and the oppression of demons. So today I'm going to teach you on different ways that we see in the Bible on how we set people free. I'm going to start with the very first one because it is the most common, actually it's the one that you see, the only one that you see in the Bible. Now there are many different ways that people have become um, very aware that there are many different deliverance techniques that the Lord will honor. But the one that is 100% biblical, not extra biblical, <clears throat> which is what a lot of them are, but it's 100% purely biblical, is by authority to command with a word. That's how Jesus did it, my friends. Let's look at the scripture, Luke 4.35. It says, But Jesus rebuked him, saying, Be quiet and come out of him. And when the demon had thrown him down in the midst of the people, he came out of him without doing him any harm. That was Luke 4.35. I can tell you from multiple experiences of being involved in deliverance ministry that this is 100% effective. It's effective because it's the way that Jesus set the example for us to do it. And how do you, how you know? We all know that you can't go wrong when we do it the way that the Lord Jesus Christ did it. <clears throat> and so that's one of my, um, actually my most common way to help people be set free, although that's not the only practice uh, that I have adopted, and I'll tell you a little bit about why in a, in, in a, little, in a little while. But I do want you to know that when you command with authority, uh, for those demons to leave, they are supposed to leave. Now, obviously, there are some things. Uh, I should say there are. There have been times when people have attempted that, and it has not worked for them. And sometimes that's because they don't have faith, they don't understand authority, uh, or they're just trying to see, you know, what they can. The next practice, you know, and <clears throat> excuse me. So. Uh, there's different different reasons, but I will say that um, people can be set free by you just commanding. And how you do that is really is pretty simple. You know, uh, you can you can uh, just say it out loud in the name of Jesus. I command you to let her go, or let him go, or leave, or whatever it is that the Lord is showing you right at that moment. I will tell you that some people don't like this practice because they say that they don't want to embarrass anyone. And the reason they don't want to embarrass anyone is because this is a very common way that people will often manifest or that these demons will actually manifest. And it happens right there, usually in front of everybody. 
But if you look in the Bible, nobody was taken to a private room so that their integrity could be saved. And I know that's hard to hear because a lot of times we look at things and we may say, well, we're in different times and we don't have to do that. Listen, if I'm around somebody and it's the appropriate time, I'm going to get that person set free. I'm not trying to save their integrity. I'm trying to help their soul be relieved from demonization, their flesh, their mind, etc. And so be careful, I do warn you, with anything that you want to restrict, that's not God's will. You know, the integrity part, that's about us. That's about those people. It's not about the Lord. Because if that's how he was, if that's what his uh, model was like to begin with, he would have started that way. He would have shown you how he takes people to the side to privately address demonization. And that's just not what happened. So I encourage you to honor the Bible regardless of what you hear, teachings that you'll hear. Uh, maybe you already have that in your head. Maybe somebody's already taught you that that's how it needs to be done. That's not the way the Bible teaches it. So I'm not saying you can't do that. I'm just saying that it, should the time arise, I'm not going to sit there and try to spare anybody's integrity. I'm going to get the person set free. Um, so <clears throat> there are other lengthy but effective practices out there. Um, and most of the other forms and methods that you find, they the people have learned through uh, experience of testing the methods. They've learned what works, what doesn't. And they're not in the Bible, but that doesn't make them unbiblical. It makes them extra biblical. And there's a difference. Unbiblical means that it is sin, that it is wrong, it's perverted, it's twisted. Extra biblical just means that they um, have figured out a way that dealing with people in the deliverance ministry uh, and, and this method happens to work. And so I've been through the cycle of many different ways to do deliverance. Um, when I learned how to do it, uh, there was a, a gentleman who I partnered with in ministry and we did deliverance on so many people and he was uh, real big on using different models and things that that he learned through books and things of that nature I eventually went around the entire cycle and came back to probably a little more simple ways of doing it and that's okay I want to just be simple and the reason for that <clears throat> is because if the um, if the enemy knows that you have um, faith in something and then you can't practice that something it will mess you up during the deliverance I'll give you an example and I'm getting a little deeper than I plan to but since we're already on this topic let's say that you really have put your faith in anointing a person with oil before praying for them to be set free from demonic oppression. Well, you happen to run into a situation and you don't have your oil. Well, sometimes people end up having so much faith in these extra 
methods and, and the methods that also require uh, objects or you know a substance, whether it be salt or water or oil. And so now you approach the person to set them free and the devil knows that that's where your faith is at. He's going to resist you and he's going to make it hard for you. And so we really have to be careful with that. We have to be careful that our whole faith is in Jesus being the one who delivers with or without oil, with or without all the other methods and just plain and simple. Some people don't like me saying this. I'm talking about deliverance people. They don't like that because uh, they've been trained by them, by those who train them and by their own belief system that you have to be super thorough with everything that you do. Some people even say you can't be fully set free unless they sit with you and they sit there and confess every single sin they've ever, ever been a participant of. And, and that until you go through that, they, those people won't be set free. I'm warning you, my friends. I'm, I'm telling you this before you continue on with, with growing in, in the deliverance ministry. Don't get used to having the extras. Sometimes the extras are helpful for the person. For instance, I'll give you another perfect example. I do a lot of pastoral counseling one-on-one. -on -one with people uh, from the public. They've never met me. Uh, I'm not their pastor. I'm not their minister, etc. They just found me and they thought, hey, this woman might be a good, a good um, partner with me as I heal through some things. Well, a lot of the times those people need, they need deliverance. And so when I take somebody from the street who I don't have a relationship with, sometimes, but not always, I will take them through a, a, what I call a more gentle deliverance, meaning I'm not yelling and, and, and or being very strong in my commanding, but I'll take them maybe through some confessions that will help them, and I'm going to talk about that. But my point to those of you who are listening right this minute is if you've not entered into the deliverance ministry yet and you're learning just by listening to this segment, keep it simple. If you start looking for deliverance books, which is what I did, because when I started this, I had a hunger, just a crazy hunger that would not stop for reading every deliverance book you can imagine. And the thing is that you get more and more and more and more in depth with more and more and more and more methods. Like I said, they work, but if you learn to keep it simple, you'll never need the extras. So um, just be wise. The, the, um, the other way, uh, well, let me, let me back up a little bit. There is a difference between faith and authority, which is another way of getting people set free. And before I you know, explain that to you, I just want to encourage you. You are tuned in with Teresa Lusk Ministries. I am your host, Teresa Lusk. Go to our website, TeresaLusk.com. Uh, subscribe subscribe we'd love to get some resources into your hand um, and just get you equipped and encouraged also we'd love to hear from you your testimonies your prayer requests you can email info at teresalusk.com if our ministry is making a difference in your life if it has encouraged you empowered you it caused you to learn something new 
we would love to invite you to partner with us. A one time, every month, any amount. Go to TeresaLusk.com and click on the donate button. And we appreciate you partnering with us and giving to our ministry. Also, don't forget that I'm teaching out of my book, Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. You can get your copy at Amazon.com. And I'd love to get you this book because I'm teaching out of it. And I go into a little more depth in there, uh, but you can have your own resource to be able to learn more about deliverance, my friends. So we're talking about the freedom and deliverance ministry. And I was talking to you about ways to be set free, that you can set people free. And the one that I'm about to address now is faith versus authority. Faith and authority are not the same thing. Um, you will see in Hebrews 11 and 1, it says, uh, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. So there were, there were some people in the, in the Bible who were um, running around casting out demons in the name of Jesus, and they didn't know Jesus. And John was complaining about it. He was like, what are these people doing? Basically telling Jesus. And Jesus said, hey, if they're not against us, they're for us. They weren't working on faith. They didn't have faith in Jesus. They didn't have faith in that. But I believe that they probably observed the authority that Jesus and his disciples were operating in. You know, authority is, is something that if you connect with, um, you're able to do. And I know that some people may argue this point. They may say, well, you have to have faith to have authority. Not true. These people just acted in authority, just like a, a government type relationship. You know, if somebody's in charge and, and, and they know who's in charge, they're going to honor that and vice versa. And so it happens. So um, you will act and obey from a point of I believe versus I have been legally sent when you're working with faith. Okay, so I believe versus I have been legally sent. So the authority is I have been legally sent. The other is I believe. You see the difference? So I hope that that is ministering to you. I'm teaching you a lot, mostly things that have taken me years um, that I that I understood throughout the years, um, you know that that um, you know you just get to experience these things and you see them operating. You learn to distinguish one from the other, discern one from the other. So the next way that somebody can actually be set free from demonization is through your presence. Now you may say, "What through my presence?" Yes, when you really know who you are in Christ, or better yet, who Christ is in you, it's real easy to get people set free because of that. So let's look at the scripture, okay? Um, Jesus' presence alone commanded devils out of hiding. Let's read the scripture. While the sun was setting, all those who had any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him and laying his hands on each of them he was healing them demons were also coming out of many shouting you are the son of god but rebuking them he would not allow them to speak 
because they knew him to be the Christ. And so um, he was, you know, there were people who were sick, diseases. He was laying hands on them. Demons were coming out. They were recognizing who he was. You are the son of God. They recognized his presence, but he would not let them speak. It does happen. I included a story in my book about that where um, this happened to someone, uh, you know, that, that they can say, yep, this does happen. And not just that, but think about this. Have you ever been around someone, and this happens a lot to people who are discerning, because usually with people who are very discerning, they're actually people who will be used in ministry, uh, um, excuse me, obviously ministry, but deliverance ministry. Uh, or the prophetic ministry. So it's very um, common that people can attest to the fact that their presence alone irritates people's demons. A lot of times you don't even have to be really discerning and you'll just recognize that something in someone, you, you'll usually the way people describe it is like this. I didn't like them. There was something about them I didn't like. Sometimes it can be their shady personality but often you're actually feeling the demons within them and vice versa. Sometimes when you need deliverance, people are feeling the, the, the demonic presence in you. Um, so just keep that in mind. The next technique or method that I'd like to share with you that works is preaching. Preaching the word can invite freedom to occur. It's one of my favorite forms of deliverance because hearing truth sets people free. In Mark 139, it says, and he, meaning Jesus, went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out demons. Sometimes we take preaching very lightly, and I'm gonna to talk to the preachers uh, about this. When you walk into a room and the Lord has given you the responsibility, the opportunity to speak into a congregation or a, a group or what have you. You need to be very aware that preaching alone can set so many people free. When I walk into a room to preach, I'm very aware that my preaching is going to be setting some people free that day. I don't go in there just to share an awesome message. I don't go in there just to get applause or whatever. As we all know, this is, this is about people. But I sure do go in there expecting that somebody's going to be set free. And the more that you get involved and, and get all of you in it, all of you in the preaching, all of you in the delivering, guess what? Even all of you in the singing, all of you in the proclaiming, if you can be just focused in on what you're doing, what you're called to do, and the anointing that pours out of you, you will take a lot of ground from the enemy through that experience alone. You have to be wise, my friends. Don't just walk into a building and think that you're just in there to share a message. Sometimes pride that we're bound by keeps us from being able to see what's really going on. This is why the enemy works so well with pride because it will nullify for that moment 
the real depth of the work of the Lord that could be done. Because you go into a place to preach and you're just there thinking it's all about you. You feel special. You have the mic. You have the attention. It's not about us, my friends. We've got to get to the point where we understand that when we walked into a room, we literally ushered in the very living spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead. And he's about to set some people free. And if you partner with him, how much more damage can you see to the to the to the devil's dominion we have to pay attention preaching is something that will set people free so uh, go back to the book of acts you'll find that even in the first few chapters you'll find it so keep that in mind my friends the next one is confession um one of the things that i want to clarify because these are some of the things that really, they're like my pet peeves where I really, uh, I, I like to bring down the lies that people, the, the traditions of men, of people is really what I mean by that. And say that sometimes we're told that we have to do certain things to be set free. Uh, for instance, Jesus did not ask anyone, anyone, to confess their sins before he set them free yes or no that's something we've got to ask ourselves did you see in the Bible anywhere where he said you have to um, uh, confess your sin before you're set free he told it to the Christians in the book of James he says therefore confess your sins to one another and pray for one another so that you may be healed some people like to tear that scripture apart and say, yep, see right here, therefore you are supposed to uh, confess your sin before you're, before you're healed. Others will say, no, it's two separate parts. Confess your sin, number one, and pray for one another that you may be healed. Okay? I'm not going to split hairs, but here's what I'm going to tell you. I know that when Jesus did public ministry, he did not ask anyone to confess their sins before he healed them, before he set them free. So set people free, then disciple them. That's really my rule that I use for myself. Um, now, there are times that I'm dealing with Christians. It's mostly, see, here's the thing. I think a lot of it is dealing with Christians at times because Christians know the truth. But a lot of them choose to live in the lie. And so the enemy plays on that. So I have taken Christians through, um, through confession of sins when I know that the enemy is not letting go, like when he's resisting leaving. Um, because I know that there's sometimes there's some things that they want to hide. There's some things they don't want you to know. They're trying to hide, but you can't hide from the spirit of the living God. So you have to be willing uh, to be honest or the enemy will use it. All right. So the next one is praying in tongues. When you have learned to enter into prayer in tongues in a way that's lengthier than normal, uh, you know, the Lord can take you through some deliverance. People waste praying in tongues so much. They don't do it. Uh, those who are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And for me, I can tell you that a huge portion of the effectiveness of my ministry that the Lord has um, entrusted to me is because of tongues. It's not because of anything else but because of tongues and the reason for that is because praying in tongues 
one of the the purposes of it is to cause you to be restored and healed it renews your mind it helps build up broken things uh, it releases mysteries that God shares there are so many awesome and powerful things but at the same time when you pray in tongues you're able to war some things out and we do not take advantage of that more often most people will pray in tongues in church while they're doing worship and that's it they do not open up their mouth again through the rest of the week to pray in tongues tongues should be a lifestyle it should be something that we do daily several times a day just like eating because it's constantly it stirs your spirit it'll cause you to really get be in touch with the lord you'll feel the closeness with him but you can enter into your closet or your prayer room whatever or whatever that may be whether it's in your car in your closet in your living room and you can pray in tongues for a little while and let the Lord deliver you through that I know for a fact that it works I know that the Lord will do it uh, but people have got to begin to practice faithfulness in that area all right my friends so the last one that I'm going to share in this segment is God is Lord proclamation and that means that we will proclaim the goodness of God and who he is and you will see freedom some of us have been so busy proclaiming uh, word curses and darkness over our lives but um, there is a story that I included in my book and I will share this story I have a friend we'll call her Jill and her daughter was um, being harassed really by the enemy in her thoughts and in a strong way it wasn't just you know a little bit here a little bit there it was an intense intense battle feel it was an intense battle of the mind and my friend reached out to me and said hey this is what's going on well I didn't want to scare the girl because she was already feeling like she was hearing things speak to her I mean it was the devil was working with her full time and so I didn't want to scare her so the Lord said just have her write proclamations about who I am and I ended up writing a, a little prayer for her and I actually uh, included it um, in the in the in the book um, and it says father I proclaim that you are Lord of heaven and earth you are mighty there is none like you you are the powerful powerful deliverer you hide me under the shadow of your wings I have full acceptance in your sight you never leave me your angels are assigned to protect me because I am your child thank you for the peace that is beyond what I can comprehend at this moment God you alone are good Jesus you alone are mighty Holy Spirit you fill me with truth comfort and peace father let your truth prevail in Jesus name there's nothing fancy about this prayer except that there are a lot of proclamations in there and that is a weapon so begin to open up your mouth my friends begin to give God praise begin to give him the glory uh, and that will be warfare in a way that you will see many people set free well my friends I want to invite you to go to our website TeresaLusk.com subscribe we will send you some wonderful resources info at TeresaLusk.com where you can also submit your testimonies and prayer requests 
we really would love to hear from you. Also, if our ministry is ministering to you, would you partner with us monthly, yearly, however much you want, whatever the Lord is inviting you to do, you can go to our website, TeresaLusk.com and click on the Donate Now button. We'd also like to invite you to get your own copy of Unapologetically Free, Deliverance and Freedom Through the Spirit-Filled Life. Get your copy wherever books are sold online or on Amazon.com. Also, we are scheduling events. So if you would like our ministry to come out and minister to your group, to your women's group, your congregation, your Sunday or Wednesday service, or any other thing, reach out to us because we would like to connect with you. Well, I'm going to pray for you and dismiss you. I pray that you've been encouraged today. And Father, we bless you because wisdom comes from you. We love you, Lord, that you are the one who reveals truth. You are the one who's given us the instruction and the ability, Lord God, to minister to other people. You have shown us what your kindness, your goodness, your deliverance is really like. So, Father, we just thank you that you will not forsake us, you will not forget us, you will not leave us, and we praise you for that. And for those who are in desperate need right now of deliverance, those who are sad, those who are lonely, those who are tormented, those who are oppressed, I command a healing over them right now. I command a peace over them right now in the mighty name of Jesus, that they will walk with a sound mind, with a strengthened heart, and God, that they will call you Lord, that they will call you Jesus, Lord, Savior, Messiah, in the mighty name of Jesus, amen.